Welcome to Money's a Mitch podcast. I'm Mitch Newman, and I am determined to provide you with the best of the best state-of-the-heart tools and techniques to support you in redefining, reframing, and reigniting. That's a lot of re's. That flame inside of you that will propel you to your next levels of success. Together, we're going to explore and do a deep dive into really all aspects of conscious leadership and what it really takes to lead oneself and others at this higher level of consciousness with the intention and the outcome of creating maximum impact and contribution in all areas of your life. We will laugh, most definitely cry, the good cry, of course, hopefully, and without a doubt, discover the magic that exists inside of each and every one of you. So, if you're not afraid of the unknown, let's get to it. Hey everybody, welcome to Monday's Mitch, and today we're going to talk about, how do I best say this? Today we're going to talk about grief, but in a way that helps us to understand how um, grief can sometimes get in the way and sometimes be a really powerful asset once we understand what it is and what it's trying to tell us and how we then subsequently lead through grief. Cause I've been hearing this a lot lately. People say, yeah, I'm going through some stuff and you know, my dog passed away or lost a re- relative or a family member. And I'm just, you know, processing through everything. And I've been hearing that a lot. And I've actually said that a lot. I've actually said, yeah, processing through, yeah, processing through this. Yeah. And suddenly I realized it's like, you know, I don't know that we're ever really done with grief simply because grief is really along the line of love, right? It's on the same line of energy, just on opposite sides. It's like once we choose love, we also then understand that we're choosing grief because a life of indifference doesn't appeal to us. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. A life of indifference doesn't appeal to most people. And for sure, if you're listening to this, it doesn't appeal to you. So you understand that in order to love, what comes with that is the experience of loss, that we are going to lose people, that at some point we will be a loss to someone else. And that's what happens when we choose love. So I've been hearing lately people talking about, you know, processing through this. It's been really challenging, but I'm working my process. And I thought to myself, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess in a way there's a process to it. But here's what I was thinking. Maybe it's not so much that we process through it. Because I will tell you, when somebody's dog dies and I start reading their posts or talking to them, I get teary myself. And yes, I'm very empathetic to their experience. I'm also realizing that what gets activated inside of me is the loss of many animals that I've had, some relatively recently, and how that still stirs inside of me. Or I think about my mom or my dad and how that stirs inside of me. Or I think about my cousins, whatever, my aunt, my uncle, my grandparents, whatever it is. So I start to wonder, is it really about process? Because process sounds like I work my pro- yeah, I work my process and I'm complete with it, but I don't know that we're ever complete with it. 
Here's what I think. I think that as we lead through grief, it's really more about progress than process. Now, process may be the action that we take, the things that we do in the being with the grief. But I really do believe that it's really ultimately more about progress. How do we progress through it? How do we progress with it? I don't know that I'm ever going to not be moved to tears of joy or tears of sadness at the thought of losses that I've had in my life. I don't know that I'm ever going to be complete with it. It's a part of me. And a mentor of mine years ago would talk about that all loss is experienced at 100%. And that all upset is a result of unresolved on some level grief. Where people didn't progress through it, didn't process through it. They just bought into a belief system that was shared with them that perhaps, you know, enough or enough is enough already. You've stop your crying, stop your belly aching. It's been X number of months, X number of weeks. It's enough already. Or they lived a good long life. I mean, be grateful for that. So it has what ends up happening is that the grief gets pushed further back down because suddenly it's not okay to have our feelings. It's not okay to miss somebody just because they were 90 years old and passed away, that they lived a full long life and that, that it's still somehow not okay to miss them or feel sad that they're not around. And sometimes that grief becomes inconveniencing to other people. They don't want to deal with it. They don't know how to deal with it. They were never taught how to deal with it. So I think the key is really understanding that that if all upset on some level is as a result of unresolved grief, and we're not just talking about the loss of a pet or a family member. We're not talking about just life or death. All loss is experienced at 100%. Some people lose their home. Some people lose their job. Some people lose their hair. Some people lose a limb. Some people lose the ability to walk. That's loss. Anything that disrupts what might have been normal for someone can be experienced as loss, loss of income. Loss of connection. A relationship ends. All of it. So how we lead ourselves through loss, and then how we react to loss that continues to happen as we continue to embrace love, and how we respond versus react to other people who are going through a similar situation, a loss experience, is really going to be critical in terms of how we are ultimately then leading not just ourselves, but subsequently other people. So maybe it's less about working our process and progressing through it and looking at grief from a variety of different angles. Looking at it through the lens of sadness, which is what typically people do. 
And while I'm looking at it through the lens of sadness, I'm also going to choose to look at it through the lens of joy. And while I'm going to look at that, I'm going to look at it through the lens of gratitude. And I'm just going to allow myself to see and experience the loss and the grief through a number of different avenues. And not judge any of them. Just have the awareness that as a soul having a human experience and leading myself through this lifetime in a way that I admire, where I get to exhibit courage and self-trust and to make self-honoring choices and to work my inside game and my outside game and leading myself at the highest levels of consciousness, that I have to look at all of that. And my ability to look at all of that, to embrace all of it, because it is about embracing all of it, allows me to make progress with it, to progress through it, not to step around it, not to act shocked or surprised when a part of me thought I was done with it, thought I had processed it, where is this coming from? But seeing it just as a a line of progression that exists over time and really over a lifetime. I mean, that is loss. It's experienced at 100%. It shows up in different ways. And how we lead ourselves in this experience will be a reflection of how we are able to effectively lead other people. See, love is the driver. Loss is the reminder. It's the reminder of how we got here. It's the reminder of where we came from. It's the reminder of what we went through. It's the reminder of all the stories that brought us to this moment. And if we allow ourselves to experience it and not judge it and not somehow think that we should be complete with it, then we don't give it power over us. Then it doesn't paralyze us. Then it allows us to lead ourselves forward. So when someone says, how are you doing? I may say splendid. And I'm also noticing I'm feeling loss over my pet that died. Or of an opportunity that slipped away. It's all part of it. It's all connected. The challenge, historically, is the way most of us were raised with all of the belief systems around grief and around loss. That at some point, we should be done with it. At some point, it's enough already. At some point, somebody heard as a kid, stop your crying 
If you want something to cry about, I'll give you something to cry about. And suddenly how to shut out and shut down that part of them that's just very natural and very real and very raw and just a part of the human experience. And it wasn't done necessarily with malice or bad intent to to harm somebody. It was perhaps not convenient. Perhaps your grief as a child, your upset as a child, stirred what was unresolved from a grief and loss component within the adult, within the parent, within a relative, that they couldn't deal with it because what's stirred inside of them, because I'm telling you, when somebody tells me and talks about their dog passing away and I feel it and I know what they're at least roughly going through, I don't have their experience, but I roughly have an understanding of what their experience must be like without taking it on that I do know because I don't, I'm not them. But having had my own experience and knowing that it gets stirred, I'm cool with it. I'm aware of it. I embrace it. I accept it. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't know what it is. A lot of people don't even aren't even able to identify it's their own unresolved loss and grief. They just know whatever they're feeling inside is uncomfortable and they don't want to feel uncomfortable anymore, so they want you to stop. But if we don't embrace all of it, if we don't see the entire picture, then how can we really, truly, genuinely lead ourselves through challenging situations, through moments and experiences that may even seem like loss, but maybe are actually a gain? How many of us have lost a job and thought it was the end of the world only to find out and figure out that it was the greatest thing that ever happened to us because of where it ultimately led us? That doesn't make the loss and the feelings that go along with it any less significant. But when we allow it, it's powerful. I know I did an exercise through uh, one of the processes that I did, which is really helpful. I got from a book called The Grief Recovery Handbook, written by a mentor of mine, John James, co-written by John James, and uh, did an exercise where they literally look at a timeline from when you're born to where you currently are. And on the top of the line, you write all the things that are powerful and that are positive that happened to you at different age stages. Things that you remember. Got my first dog. You know, <laughs> got a new car. Whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is, but all the things are. And then below that line on the bottom was to be to write down significant things that happened to you in your life that brought you tears, brought you sadness, brought you frustration. Brought you to your knees. And suddenly you get this whole picture of a life, at least to date. And you start to see, wow, gosh, I just rolled through that. I never really did much with that. And when you go back and you look at it and you start to realize, oh, okay, so now I see how those elements, not just above the line, but those below the line, still inhibit me, still slow me down still create places in my life and in my business where I avoid things because they're uncomfortable. And what if I went back and looked at that as a way to progress through them and understand them that they're part of a life 
because I chose love. Because a life of indifference was not something that interested me. And then, I don't, and though I don't remember signing a contract or reading any black print, small black print, no asterisks, right? That said, well, if you choose love, get in line for loss, get in line for grief. I wouldn't have it any other way. Love is the driver, grief, and loss is the reminder that we are fully experienced human, fully experienced soul having a human experience. And then it's all part of it. And if we can start to see how we can progress through it, not run from it, not hide from it, not judge ourselves because we thought we were done with it and just say, oh, isn't that interesting? Some tears are showing up around this or around that. Then all of a sudden we are leading ourselves at a higher level of consciousness. And now we are able to embrace other people who are going through that. And we start to understand that what they're experiencing in many situations is some component of unresolved, unprogressed grief or loss. And when we choose to work with that and we choose to model that, then we know some of the ways that we can work with other people and support them through it. That this doesn't have to be something that's foreign. That this doesn't have to be something that's negative. That's something to be avoided. But something to be embraced. You become a well-rounded leader. A highly conscious, well-rounded leader. I'm Mitch Newman. We'll see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch. And if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive. 